Welcome to the Jason and Scott Show, your source for the latest news and trends in the e-commerce industry. Featuring host Jason Retail Geek Goldberg, Chief Commerce Strategy Officer and Publicist, and Scott Wingo, CEO of Get Spiffy and co-founder of Channel Advisor. Here are Jason and Scott. Welcome to the Jason and Scott Show. This is episode 201 being recorded on Cyber Monday, December 2nd, 2019. I'm your host, Jason Retail Geek Goldberg. And as usual, I'm here with your co-host, Scott Wingo. Hey, Jason, and welcome back, Jason and Scott Show listeners. Hope everyone is having a successful sales and uptime Cyber Monday. Jason, how's your Cyber Monday going? Mine is awesome. I've been up all all day. I haven't had any outages. Very good. Nice to know. Uh, have you? What's been hot on your must buy list? Um, you know, I'm following the consumer trends, so I'm buying a lot of uh, Frozen and Paw Patrol toys. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, those are big sellers this year, and my son is into them both. Very cool. Have you seen Frozen two yet? We did. We took uh, Baby Geek. To his very first movie was Frozen 2. He totally, he did great and enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we did adults uh, at it too. It was good. Nice. On my side. Nice. I feel like there's a few good movies out right now. Uh, and of course, December is going to be a big month for you and me. It is. Uh, so this is our Star Wars side side talk. The uh, first of all, if you're a, even a remote Star Wars fan, I strongly recommend checking out The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. It's really, really good Star Wars content. Um, and then, yeah, December 20th, the end of the saga. We'll see. It's kind of a bittersweet kind of thing. We'll have to um, – we'll report on uh, a spoiler-free report uh, on the shows that we do after that. I, I will mark my calendar to listen to that one. <laughs> Well, folks, we are in the meat of Holiday 19, um, as mentioned, coming to you live on Cyber Monday. And we wanted to give you a Cyber 5 Holiday 2019 hot take. As we've mentioned on the show, there are six fewer days between Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. So in a way, every one of these days is really amplified and much more important than usual. Um so first of all, to set the table, we did a, sh a new show that I'm sure you all listened to, but just to refresh your memory, uh, when you kind of boiled all the different forecasts online, offline, and whatnot, um, the one I cared most about showed e-commerce coming out in the mid-teens for holiday 19. So that was kind of the pontification around the Halloween timeframe for, for what we're going to see this year. So we have been busy here at Jason and Scott podcast headquarters, gathering all the data and are going to summarize it in this hot take. Uh, Jason, you've been studying the Adobe data and we are going to have Adobe on the show later to go into this in more detail, but, but walk us through what they've reported so far. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's good news, bad news from the Adobe data. Uh, all the days are up pretty significantly, um, but they're all down uh, slightly from Adobe's forecast. So there, it, it's appearing their forecast was slightly over rosy and the the rate of growth is probably slowing. So for Thanksgiving, what that meant was sales were up 22%, um, which came in at 4.2 billion uh, sales in the U.S. Uh, against a forecast of 4.4 billion. So off the forecast a little bit, but up a healthy number, up half, you know, more than the uh, traditional amount of e-commerce e growth. Um, and of course, Thanksgiving has been a particularly rapidly growing 
day in the old days people didn't shop on thanksgiving certainly didn't shop online on thanksgiving um and increasingly as shopping has gone to mobile you know we're all we're all shopping on the dinner table on thanksgiving so that that day is growing faster um and is is now pretty big uh black friday um you know uh continues to be the biggest day for offline shopping online growth uh, according to Adobe was only 14.5% so you know not not Super uh, impressive growth. I mean, kind of in line with the the typical average growth we see for the whole year, and again, slightly under Adobe's forecast. So, seven point four billion in sales on Black Friday against a seven point five billion forecast. Um, the you know we are seeing a a, a significant shift to to mobile, um, and that the rate of mobile growth is much bigger. So, like Black Black Friday. Uh, per uh adobe um and there's going to be some other data to, to, that conflicts with this a little bit later but per adobe uh, on black friday 39 percent of all sales 61 percent of all traffic uh was on mobile um and i would say those numbers are are in line with the individual data i've seen from clients the overwhelming majority of traffic is on mobile but but still mobile underperforms as a, a conversion and the aov form factor um, and then uh, Saturday was up 19.6%. Sunday was up 18%. And we don't have the final numbers from Monday because it's still going on. And a lot of us uh, every Monday shopping happens at night as we're recording this. Um, but there, you know, uh, the forecast is for 9.4 billion. And it sounds like people, you know, still think it's going to be in that 9.2 to 9.4 billion, which is a pretty healthy bump. Over last year, which was actually seven point eight billion, so we're uh, or seven point nine billion, so we're jumping over a billion dollars in sales uh, just on on uh, Cyber Monday. So per Adobe, that's going to put you just under thirty billion dollars for the Cyber Five, twenty nine billion for the for the whole deal. Um, and that you know is pretty much uh, how Adobe saw it. Anything uh, you saw in the Adobe data, Scott? Yeah, I saw um, a lot of Wall Streeters kind of summarize the data, and I saw some people kind of, you know, I wouldn't call them sounding alarm bells, but they were starting to say there was some concern that it was a little squishy, I would say. Um, so especially the slowing. So last year, Thanksgiving and Black Friday were up like 29% year over year, and, and you know, to kind of go to almost half of that at 14 and a half, people felt like, you know, gosh, it feels like we've really slowed year over year, especially since there's fewer days. Now, the counterpoint to that is maybe people did sh start shopping earlier. And this is going to be one of the first things that I, I want to talk to the Adobe folks about, um, because I think they also reported Veterans Day was up something like 40%. So, um, and that goes, what is that? That's That was Singles Day this year, right? So that was 11-11. So, you know, it, it's hard to tell when you just look at these days, how the whole holiday is shopping up. So, one scenario is it's soft, and these days are so important that you know that that's a problem. The other uh, is that the shape of the holiday just continues to change and pull forward more and more. I have anecdotally seen more people talking about, "Gosh, I've got my holiday shopping done, and it's only the second of December." So, so there's a lot of that going on, and as you know, um, Amazon. On a lot of these guys have started rolling out their, you know, Amazon had like a November month of Black Fridays or something like that, and everyone's definitely going earlier. So I think it's just kind of changing the shape of the holiday. But we'll we'll have to see what the data bears uh, on that one from Adobe. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting um, to hear from them. 
Yeah. The, uh, the taking it to the brick and mortar world. Um, there's a couple folks that track traffic. Uh, and Jason, I know you're, you feel strongly about the efficacy of these things. Um, maybe not being the, the best, but, um, it is kind of, you know, probably directional, I would say. Um, and so shopper track is one of those. And they said by their calculations, store foot traffic was down 3% over the whole holiday period, uh, so far. Um, and that's kind of the Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday. Um, but on Thanksgiving, it was up 2.3%. So, so this kind of, you know, Black Friday moving to Thanksgiving trend continues. Uh, I did notice that this was the first time Best Buy has been open for Thanksgiving. So they kind of jumped into the fray. Um, but then Black Friday, according to Shopper Track, the foot traffic was down 6.2%. Um, that sounds, you know, almost cataclysmic to me as a uh, online guy because, you know, I, I think these stores really count on that foot traffic for Black Friday. So, so it, it kind of if we piece that together with the Adobe data, it starts to feel like maybe the the physical stores are, are not really going to come out of this very well. We'll have to see. Um, one more data point is from Retail Next, um, and they had Black Friday also down. There wasn't theirs wasn't as severe. Um, they said the traffic was down two point one percent. People bought a little bit more, um, so sales were only down one point six percent. But then at the same time, they said the transaction value was down 6.7%. So that didn't make any sense to me at all. And I had to read it like six times. I don't know how the, the algebra works in that particular statement. But um, I'll let our listeners try to parse through that if they can They can make more sense of it than I could. Yeah, I think what it amounts to is sales as in sales conversion, you bought or didn't buy, and transaction uh, okay. is so it's the, like unit, the dollar value. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So think of it as conversion and AOV. Okay, I see. Um, yeah, and I, I think those are both totally valid data sources. Those are both companies that sell hardware that measure traffic in stores. And so the, the, the only grain of salt to take with their data is it's skewed towards the particular um, set of retailers that each of them has sold to. And, you know, they disproportionately happen to both sell to big boxes and mall retailers, right? And so, um, you know, it's... Uh, that that's a a significant portion of of the retail space, but obviously, you know, we mo we know malls are down in general, and you know, as I think illustrated in both their data sets, more stores were open on Thanksgiving, so there was more overall traffic on Thanksgiving, and that took a bite out of um, Black Friday. But I do agree with you; like the bigger trend that's more concerning is overall for the for the Turkey Five um, days you know, tra traffic's down and that, that is a, you know, big concern, uh, particularly when there's a bunch of retailers that are already in a distressed situation. Yeah. And if, um, you know, if, if some of these data sets miss a key vendor or a, a you know, a, a data point, it can really skew things like in the online, a lot of them don't have Amazon data and that's like half, right? So, so that's going to, if you don't have that data in Amazon group, you know, 30%, that's going to skew everything you know, south of where it probably came in. So, so I'm left thinking, you know, between these, these guys, when I go to a mall, the store that's the busiest is the Apple store. I doubt Apple's using these things. Maybe they are, I don't know. Um, so if you didn't have Apple store, you know, that seems to be like the number one destination in every mall I've been in, uh, in the last two years. So, um, you, you would, you would get this really dire view of the world that may not be true if you're missing some key data points. Yeah. Yeah. In retail, they, you know, the, the mall ones tend to be more specialty apparel and anchor store. And so, you know, we know those are two unhealthy parts of the, the retail ecosystem. 
Um, but uh, I did also see that it, uh, Salesforce has a bunch of their data out, um, and that that uh, also was interesting. Um, the they their numbers did not completely jive with the Adobe numbers. Um, you know, and again, same same conversation we just had. Uh, the Salesforce data comes from all the people using Salesforce Commerce Cloud, which was formerly Demandware. Uh, Demandware was originally really targeted at apparel retailers, so it's it's broadened since then. But you know, I think if we look at the bulk of their uh, their user base, it's going to be uh, I'll call them upper mid tier retailers. So it's not going to be the very biggest retailers because it's a cloud SaaS solution with a rev share component. Um, so if you're huge, you probably wouldn't use them. Uh, but they tend to be kind of enterprise class customers, and they tend to skew towards retail and so that uh, sort of apparel. So you know that's going to bias their data a little bit. Um, but they had Black Friday up 13, percent which again is another bad number, um, and kind of matches the the Adobe one in general. Um, they had that was 7.2 billion, I think, which is uh, up 14. percent um, Interesting thing that they only gave us Black Friday data, um, but they also had some interesting discounting data. And they said that they saw amongst their customers, uh, on average, those sales were discounted 28% this year versus 27% last year. Last year, we talked about it being a pretty heavy promotional year, and it actually had a pretty significant negative impact on margins. And, you know, it's feeling like that's true again this year um what jumped out at me though is they also said that 56% of all the sales on on uh, black friday were um happened on mobile phones which is considerably higher percentage than what adobe said and uh you know i'd be surprised if overall for all of retail the, the number is really that high but but interesting to see that that's that's what's happening in their segment what did you think about that scott yeah, um, it feels like mobile. The mobile results are kind of all over the place. So, so to that point, um, let's pull in the Shopify data, and then we can kind of have a discussion about it. Um, so, Shopify has done something fun. They have a visualization, um, which is like this. I thought it was going to be cool, and then it didn't seem to be that cool. <laughs> so, let's see. Where is it? If it's, it's let me see it on Periscope. Um, I don't have a handy URL. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, but you know, it's just a spinning globe, and you can see lines shooting all over. It. And then occasionally, it'll say, "A customer just bought an order, uh, you know, that's going to go fifty miles or something like that." And then it says sales per minute, and then checkouts per minute or something like that. So, you know, it just feels like it's just not enough information to really be useful. But then, um, so that that was kind of a, a little bit of a disappointment. Um, but they did announce that for holiday, they're seeing sales up forty eight percent year over year um, across six point one million shoppers. And then they said Black Friday was up forty nine percent year over year. Um, and then they said sixty nine percent of their sales were mobile, um, and that felt like super high because for the longest time, you know, we we. We've traffic has been north of fifty for a while, but sales have been south of fifty on mobile. And we're we're saying mobile. We're talking smartphone, um, tablet kind of is over on the desktop category in my mind, or, or even separate. Uh, so sixty nine percent feels high, but I, but I think given their demographic, which is going to skew younger, and then a lot of Shopify stores are really just one product detail page. 
if you've ever been on Facebook and seen an ad where you can kind of, you know, see an ugly sweater that's interesting to you or, you know, a cat mug or something like that. Um, a lot of those are just Shopify one product page stores effectively where you can just streamline into a checkout. Um, so I, I could see that mobile number being there. Um, the other thing that I thought was curious about their data, having, you know, for, for a period of 10 years, we produced this kind of data at Channel Advisor and ultimately kind of stopped doing that. But you have to be careful because you can give this, you know, this, this kind of not clean view of the data because you, they don't report same-store sales. And that's really important because Shopify is growing. They're adding a lot of merchants. So to say their holiday is up 48%. I read this really closely, and I think I'm reading it, that they're just saying their entire holiday is up 48%. So what that doesn't really tell you is what are the same-store sales? So you know, if they added 50% more merchants, then actually their same-store sales would have to be down because they're adding all these merchants and yet you know they're adding more merchants than their stores up. So, so it, it's kind of not very helpful um, to have that number without the same-store sales component. So, so hopefully this is their first year doing this. Hopefully they improve some of this and give us a little bit more data that, that's kind of meatier. Yeah, no, I, I had the same impression. And I equally, I was excited when they announced this holiday port, real-time holiday dashboard um, and yeah, it ended up just being an orders per minute, uh, speedometer really, which isn't, isn't that interesting. A bunch of these companies in the past have had the, uh, these really interesting real time dashboards, but, uh, for the most part, vendors have moved away from those. So I'd say we have fewer data sets. Um, and for sure of the data sets we have, the one that gets quoted the most is Adobe. And that's probably with good reason. Not only do they have a, a, a good chunk of, of, uh, e-commerce, but they also do the rigorous math to state same store sales. So the one downside of that is you actually can't compare when they talk about this year versus last year. If you actually go to last year and see what their last year was, it's not the same as what they're talking about now because they're comparing uh, their current customer sales this year versus last year, not their customers last year that could be any more confusing or make any more sense, but they, they do the math right to make sure it's true apples to apples um, set of retailers with their data this year and their data last year. Yeah. How about, um, did you see any, any interesting outages? Yeah. So this is always the sad part to report. Like usually there are some stumbles um, over this holidays, you know, these sites get hit with, uh, you know, dramatically higher traffic than they're used to. And that tends to cut, put some stress on things. And we usually have one or two notable outages. And unfortunately, this year was no exception. Um, the one that I saw get the most buzz was Costco. Um, so they, you know, really hadn't put a lot of focus on digital until very recently. They kind of almost begrudgingly did digital. And, you know, their their executives used to talk about why would we ever encourage people not to come to the store and stuff like that. So they, they really only have gone serious about digital last year. So, like, you know, frankly... They're less digitally mature than some other retailers and not shocking that they had an outage. I haven't seen any um, any sort of recap as to why um, they had the outage. Sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. Uh, Nordstrom Rack also had an outage, which to me is a little more surprising because this has been a, a big day for Nordstrom for a long time. 
Um, and I did see something funny that I just had to add, add to the list. Uh, brick and mortar retailers are not immune to outages either. So one of the very biggest shopping malls on the West Coast is South Coast Plaza in Orange County. Um, and they actually had a power outage at 2 p.m. And all the stores had to close for several hours because um, they they couldn't use their point of sale systems. Wow. Was that due to those rolling brownouts they're having out there? Or uh, just kind of random. Yeah, I don't. I kind of doubt it. So uh, if if uh, they, they are having rolling power outages, but if they did that to a to like this huge shopping mall on cyber uh, uh, on Black Friday, there would probably be um, some. Uh, serious revolt. Uh, so I suspect this was an unplanned thing, and it sounds like it was just localized to South Coast Plaza. So, so probably some some uh, issue with their infrastructure. Um, I was actually at the on Thanksgiving Day. I was at the Lions Bears football game in Detroit, um, and we had a power outage during the halftime show. So the the music got interrupted. Interesting. Yeah, it happens. Super Bowl yeah. went black one year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So what do the investors think of all this, Scott? Yeah. So, so wall street is largely kind of going through a lot of the data we have. Um, one of the more interesting reports is out of Goldman Sachs where they have a retail analyst. Um, and what they do is they come up with a basket of holiday items and they do it in two categories. They, they track consumer electronics and toys. Um, and then they, um, they generally come up with this around Halloween and then track it through kind of the holiday um, and, you know, what was interesting there is on this, on the consumer electronics side, um, they also look at selection and Amazon is kind of dominating there where they, they have the most of this basket of goods that are in stock. Um, so a lot of people sell out very quickly. So you see this with, um, the targets and the Walmarts, especially, uh, and I think that may be because they're using that store kind of inventory as a backstop more than the fulfillment Owners. Um, but, you know, another thing they noticed is Amazon's prices crept up. And, you know, so uh, kind of week one, which I think in their world would have started um, the week before Thanksgiving, um, the the Amazon was the cheapest at uh, – so the index is at one. So, so if you add up this basket of goods, that's one um, on average. And then if you're below the average, you're cheaper. And if you're above the average, you're, you're more expensive. Um, so Amazon was a full 1% lower than everyone else. Um, uh, and Best Buy was the most expensive. And then the week that kind of ended with Cyber Monday, um, Amazon was up 1.6%. Um, so Walmart was the most expensive at 2% off the index and Best Buy had discounted about 3%. Um, that's kind of a simple average, but then when you weight it by uh, the more expensive items, uh, having more weight in, in the whole thing, kind of a price weighted approach, Amazon was the most expensive around Cyber Monday at 3.1%. Um, that's on con consumer electronics. Um, and then if you go and look at toys, then let's see here, Amazon was by far the most competitive on toys by a factor of about 3%. So, so, you know, kind of the read that I, I got from this pricing data was that, that Amazon was really pushing to win the toy war this year and on consumer electronics, maybe they were in kind of margin preservation mode, um, to be honest with you. So um, that was my take on some of that interesting price basket of goods kind of price analysis. Yeah. And that uh, is going to be interesting because it is, that's uh, the price that all this stuff gets sold at is in many ways more important than the total revenue number in the, in the final analysis of how successful holiday was. So, uh, that's going to be an important thing to track. It is tricky because there's so many different 
different ways to sort of track pricing data, and it's just not possible to to perfectly know what every retailer is doing on price. That that's a so you know just to kind of land the plane in CE. That's a five percent delta. Amazon's margin was effectively five percent higher than Best Buy's, um, which is really material in consumer electronics. Yeah. Um, another interesting data set uh, is this company called um, Edison. Uh, I forget what the name of the Edison Trends is the name of the company, um, and they are another one of these companies that uh, get a large panel of consumers to give them access to their emails, and then they scan for e receipts and they report uh, you know various e commerce trends based on the e receipts that they see, um, and so they. Uh, actually publish some data uh, specifically for Thursday and Friday uh, that showed uh, from their their view um, how per, uh, individual retailers did. Um, and so they had like the big winners that grew a lot as Nordstrom, Walmart, and Amazon. They showed Nordstrom is the f- fastest grower um, with 60% higher sales than last year, Walmart at 53% higher, and Amazon at 49% higher. Um, and they show Target, JCPenney, and eBay as the big losers with Target down 12%, JCPenney down 14%, and eBay down 17%. Um, uh, so that is, that's an interesting data set. I, I hate to say it, but like, you need to take all these receipt data sets with a slight grain of salt. Number one, the big retailers are constantly trying to obfuscate their receipts so that these companies can't scan their sales. So it's a constant arms race. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I do tend to see some like crazy anomalies in this data. And, you know, frankly, it just, it can't be true that Walmart and Amazon are both up over 50%. Um, and the, the, um, average for the day is only up, uh, up 17%. Like that would essentially mean every other retailer on the planet is way down because Amazon and Walmart are such a big uh, chunk of all, all e-commerce sales. Um, but directionally, if those are the retailers that are winning and those are the retailers that are losing, that is believable. Um, and particularly if you, if you look at it through the lens of discounting, you know, you think about a retailer like Nordstrom, traditionally they didn't like to discount a lot and they had one big sale a year. They maybe, you know, did a little activity around Cyber Monday, but it wasn't a huge promotional holiday. And this year Nordstrom is super promotional. They have a lot of deals on merchandise and then they're, they're literally giving you money to shop. So you've spent $400 on, on discounted merchandise on Nordstrom and they'll give you a hundred dollars back. So, um, so they're really aggressively trying to buy customers, uh, per your data, we saw that Walmart and Amazon are really aggressive on price. Um, and like it's a, I haven't seen uh, conclusive data, but to me, it's at least viable that Target is intentionally being less promotional than some of those other retailers this year. In particular, if you think a pretty big chunk of Target sales are exclusive mer- merchandise, um, there, there's less reason to be promotional on that. So you might see, you know, Target foregoing a little bit of top line revenue by not being so promotional, but maybe they'll end up being a little more profitable than some of these other retailers. So, you know, time's going to tell on that. But but uh, as I sit here on Cyber Monday, I'd say rate of growth slowing, uh, aggressive din- discounting continuing. Um, there's going to be a lot of stress on profitability and um, there's and the you know the big 
strong retailers are disproportionately winning, which means the distressed retailers, uh, you know, are going to be really distressed coming out of this holiday period, which is, you know, unfor- an unfortunate reality. Yeah. And it seems like the other big trend is mobile heading to 60% of sales, not just traffic. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I mean, I, I think the mobile gap, we talk about a lot, it's still a real thing, but I do, I do believe it's narrowing and it, narrows more on these big event holidays um than it the than it it's likely to for the traditional shopping throughout the year as well so not shocking to see mobile index higher on these big sales days than than it would ordinarily uh so that is pretty much our quick take recap as we're still waiting for final data to come in on cyber monday um but we hope you've enjoyed this sort of real time look uh, and if you do have any questions or comments, we would uh, certainly enjoy hearing about them on our Twitter feed or on our Facebook page. Uh, and of course, if this hot take's been valuable to you, we sure would appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and give us that five-star review. Thanks, everyone. We hope your holiday sales are up over 100%. And until next time, happy commercing. You've been listening to The Jason and Scott Show. For all the latest news and trends on e-commerce and shopper marketing, subscribe to us on iTunes or visit www.jasonandscott.com. 